Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. Some would say the 1960s were the best decade in American history, and those people would have to be talking about the great music, the movies, the fashion, the counterculture that was taking place. I mean, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. We met the Beatles in 1964, and Elvis gave us a legendary comeback special, and then we landed on the moon. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. How cool was that? Still, it wasn't all rosy. In fact, it was also called the most tumultuous and divisive decade in world history because we witnessed two Kennedy assassinations, the tragic loss of Dr. Martin Luther King, and the Cuban Missile Crisis kept us all on edge. In March of 1965, we saw the civil rights movement take a violent turn. 600 peaceful protesters were met with dogs, tear gas, and police brutality in Selma, Alabama. It became known as Bloody Sunday. And in that very same month, March 1965, President Lyndon Johnson sent troops into Vietnam. Bruce Bastian was sent there in 1968. I was there in 1968, late 1967, and that was a year of turmoil in the United States. Vietnam became unpleasant for most of the country, and the military and the government went from being relied upon and thinking they were doing the best they could do for us and protecting us from communism it morphed into, um, well, that we were baby killers, basically, that we were imperialists, and that it was all bad. So I think the military and the government took a bad hit in that year because of the Vietnam War. When Lyndon Johnson signed the order in 1965, he did so with the support of most of the country. And that changed quickly as we began to see video coming out of Vietnam in what was then our first televised war. For a first-hand account, you can now turn to Bruce Bastian and his book, 13 Months in the Bush in Vietnam in 1968. I tried to make it as honest and as true as I possibly could, and I've had a lot of the reviews just say, yeah, it was right on, that's exactly what, what it was, it reminded me of this and that. Yeah, he's not kidding. His book offers a very vivid and a very real look at what it was like to be there for a full year. This is not a Hollywood movie. It's even better, because this one points a clear picture of what it was like every day for a solid year. I wanted to let people know what it was like to be there for an entire year. It was unpleasant, it was mundane, it was sometimes funny, and uh, you made a lot of friends while you were there doing that. Here's an excerpt from the book, and in it, we find Bruce in Vietnam with a man named Larry Brown, a guy he describes as a good old country boy from a small town in Kentucky. They're on patrol watching an airstrike. We watched the first attack, one jet, then another. They climbed out steeply and circled for another run, lining up for the next run. They made their approach, barreling down the pipe with green tracers coming back up at them all the way. They dropped their loads. The explosions were booming loud, and they threw up lots of dirt, dust, and debris into tall, brown columns of smoke and dirt. Brown and I were standing there next to each other, along with the other two, like spectators at a football game, cheering the spectacle of power and destruction when I heard a strange, rapid spinning and whirling, twirling sound. For the life of me, I swear, it sounded like a giant June bug flying at night back home in Minnesota. It was getting louder quickly. I couldn't see anything, but it was coming toward us fast, and without time to think or react, I heard a loud whack right next to me. Brown was thrown backwards, grasping his leg. He winced, crying out, Oh, shit! Damn it! He'd been hit right smack dab in the leg by a ragged piece of flying shrapnel from the exploding bombs. 
From the sound of the whack, I thought he should be dead, but miraculously, it didn't kill him. It did slice up his thigh into a nasty gash and cut, and it seemed to have busted his kneecap. He would be another one medevaced out that day. I wouldn't see him again. I would miss him, though. He was good for laughs and good times, a real good old boy. The realization wasn't lost on me that had it been two feet higher, he probably would have been killed, as it would have hit him right smack in the face. Or if it had been two feet higher and two feet over to the side, I wouldn't have survived the day. How lucky we were. I realized once again that in the bush, anything bad can happen at any time, anywhere, and to anyone. There was no rhyme or reason. Vietnam is something that just stays with you forever, and it's always trying to get out, and it comes out in spits and spurts through dreams, or sometimes just by smelling something, it'll, it'll burst out. But generally, it's tucked away, hidden down there, and it doesn't want to come out. And, he says, when it does come out, it's often subdued with alcohol or drugs. One of the great things about this book is its realism, because it's not all bad. You get a real sense of what it was like as you read accounts like this one. Bruce says, it wasn't that funny at the time, but looking back, it was pretty funny. One night, Jenkins and I were sitting in our fighting hole, and we were the last people before he got into the trail that went down the hill through the jungle. So anybody coming up to get to us had to come through Jenkins and me first. So that was a scary place to be. We were there all alone. There's the two of us. There was a story about a, a tiger who had dragged off a Marine a few nights before this. It, it was a pretty scary place. Of course, there was no lights around, so it was dark as heck. And anyway, it was my turn to sleep, and Jenkins was on watch. And all of a sudden, I hear, Bastion, come out here. And it sounded, he sounded scared. And he points up into the sky with a shaking finger. He says, what's that? It looked like a, an orange glowing parachute. And it looked to be jumping across the sky. So he said, I'm going to shoot that son of a gun. And I saw the tracers go into it. And I said, you got it. But nothing happened. It just sat there. Well, we didn't know what to do. We were looking at this thing, trying to figure out what it is and what's going to happen. And of course, the people on the other side of the hill heard us shooting and they, they came running to find out what's going on. And the first thing you have to know is that if you hear something in the bush, you don't fire at it because they'll know where you are because of the flash. You're supposed to throw a grenade. Well, as we were sitting there, we noticed that the, the clouds in the sky were breaking apart and showing more open sky and that they had been moving pretty fast because it was actually windy out. We didn't notice that. In the meantime, a full moon had risen over the mountains out on the horizon. And we saw that we had been looking at an orange full moon coming up. Jenkins had shot at it. Those guys came around from the hill and they wanted to know what was going on. And I, I didn't want to tell them that Jenkins was shooting at the moon. But that's what happens when you're in a scary place, afraid for your life, confused about your purpose, and just trying to get through another day. Your mind plays tricks. Most of the guys who went to Vietnam choose not to talk about it. When asked, they usually say you had to be there. There are lots of movies, TV shows, even video games that depict the war in Vietnam. But this book is a straightforward, honest look at what it was like. You get to experience life in the bush from the eyes of a man that spent a year there. A year with one of the highest casualty rates in the war. So grateful to have Bruce Bastian safe and whole and home telling his story. Reliving his daily struggles with true emotion. Reliving some of the battles he encountered. And as you heard, some lighthearted moments that we can look back on and smile about. 
Bruce is another fascinating individual sharing his life with us. News Graham does not disappoint. 13 Months in the Bush in Vietnam in 1968 by Bruce Bastian. It even has pictures, so you get to see Bruce and some of the guys. There's a link to it right in the show notes, and that will do it for another edition of Newsgram from webtalkradio.com.